Hi everyone, my name is Jake and this is JTech. So everyone, this is my friend Hiba. Hi, I'm Hiba Saleh. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I go to school with our very own Jake here at Southeastern. And I am an IT major, not computer science, because I'm terrible at math. Where do you work right now? Right now, I have an internship at Vinformatics in Baton Rouge. They are a business application software development company. They do a lot of work for like the city of Baton Rouge. There's a few other local companies. And it's probably like, I want to say like 30 people who work there. And okay. I'm, I'm an intern. I'm one of four interns. Soon it will be three, and then it will be just me and one other person for like another year and a half. Who's leaving? One of the interns, Devin from LSU, will be graduating in December, so he'll be moving up. And so then, he's still staying with y'all, just going up into full-time? Yeah, he's actually doing production work, though. I'm not, I'm not doing any production work right now, because I, okay. I don't know enough. Okay. Uh, so what exactly are you doing right now in your capacity as an intern? So one of the things about Informatics was they pulled on myself and another intern, Scott, as kind of like very, very beginner computer science interns who couldn't really work on anything that was work-related. And they kind of wanted to mold us into the programmers that they're looking for. So they're taking the ground-up approach. Yes. Okay. Uh, which is really awesome. It was an amazing opportunity for me because it would have been another year or so until I was able to get an internship, and then my mentor actually works there, so that kind of helped me get get myself in the door. Um, and he he has taught me everything I know, and I'm super grateful for that. And um, his name is His Matt. name is Matthew Punicky. How did you meet him? Oh, <laughs> this is a funny story. Uh, I was on a Tinder date. I had been seeing this guy for about a month, and he we went to a restaurant, and his friends live right next door, so he was like, yeah, come on over, and like, this could have gone one of two ways, like, okay, great, bunch of new people that I met, or like, I'm going to be murdered in this apartment complex, <laughs> but like, yeah, and so I went anyway, and I met Matt, and he, the guy that I was with, he was like, you're going to love him, he's really into computers and stuff because I had been expressing how I was trying to teach myself code before I went back to school. And I met Matt and it was probably like four hours of us geeking out over everything computer code, hardware, software related that, that I could understand with the base knowledge that I had. And he convinced me to go back to school. And I say back to school because this is my second degree. What was your first? Uh, business administration with an economics concentration from Southeastern Louisiana University, which gotcha. is also where we're at currently. Right yes. Um, I went into that degree. What do you think about it? What did you do with that degree after you graduated? Um, so my plan originally was to be a business owner. My dad's an entrepreneur. He has restaurants in Baton Rouge. And okay. so I wanted to take that and make like a I wanted to open a venue or something, and then, yeah, like, okay. I wanted bands to come play, and I wanted to have this whole so thing. So you were basically the spot for event planners to come in and hold events. That was the goal. Okay. And then it turned into, I wanted to be a photographer, which I ended up doing. I wanted to go into marketing. My major changed five times in five years. I wanted to be oh. an architect. I switched to a sculpting major at LSU, and I was going to go to grad school for architecture. And then I came back to Southeastern, went to marketing, accounting, and landed in the econ concentration. 
graduated and I was not super excited about my degree. Okay. So it was more of like fear. Of you not knowing what you're doing or just this isn't what I want to do? It was a fear of failure. I had that a lot growing up. Um, I'm not very good at math. I say I'm not very good. I didn't try hard enough in math because when I actually do put the time in, I, I make A's and B's in math. It's just having that self-motivation to actually spend the time to do it. Yeah, and as I got older, I've, I've learned that the hard way. I'm not perfect at it yet, but I'm a lot better than I was. So I ended up going to work at a bank, and then I worked. Um, I went in and out of restaurants because that's what I've done since I was 15, and I ended up going into film and photography. I did wedding films. I worked for a, a local commercial studio mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out I stumbled on web design and I got a job at a print shop and so I tried to be really artistic which I thought would be a great idea but it turns out I'm, I'm definitely more of like a scientific numbers calculated person than I wanted to be you're I, more left brain than right brain yeah and I wanted to be right brain my whole life so that was a struggle but I'm very satisfied with where I'm at now. But, yeah, so I went through all that, and then I met Matt, and he, I was like, well, I could do a boot camp, or I could just try and teach myself code. And, he, and through that whole thing, I, I realized that I'm definitely, I need structure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's something I've noticed about myself, in that, I kid you not, I have this giant grocery list of things that I'm really wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, React, just fronting technologies as a whole. Yeah. That, and I'm wanting to kind of play around with AI, but I don't know what it is. I will spend time on it, but I'll spend a solid three days on it, and then I will drift off and find something else. I need the structure. Yeah. Like if, if I'm not in a classroom that forces me to learn it, I never get around to it. Well, I'm glad it's not just me because that is my whole life. <laughs> like everything that I've ever done, I could have gone far in all of the things that I tried, but like without structure, it's just it just doesn't happen. So kind of dilapidates over time. Yeah, and it's not for like lack of interest. It just there are just other ways to spend my time. But in school, I I am forced to spend my time learning this one thing, and so. Yeah, that's that's how I ended back in school, and I... So, after the Tinder date that changed your life... It did. Tinder is responsible for my career change, and Bumble is responsible for my relationship, because I am not engaged. So, thank you, social media. Uh, <laughs> I never thought I would say that. I'm very for, like, personal relationships, and not... Like, I don't put everything on social media, so yeah. it's funny that those two things are, like... It's, this it's, is where your life is going. It's funny how the world works, though. It really is. Yeah. But um, so what are your thoughts as far as your um, your college experience so far? Uh, round two. Round two. Yes. Um, number one, college the first time was easier because I lived at home and I didn't have a lot of responsibilities and I had to make like enough to pay my car insurance and my gas and even then my dad helped me out. And round two is I am an adult. And life is hard, and I have bills. <laughs> life is hard. But but at the same time, I'm way more motivated because I took all of those different like twists and turns that now I'm, I know what I want. I'm not afraid to mess up anymore. You found your path, if you will. Yeah, and, and I'm really enjoying it. And so it's more stressful because, you know, I'm, I'm 28. Like, everyone around me is like 21, 22. 
And so I have like all these adult things to do, but I want this so bad that I'm, I refuse to let any of those things get in my way. So it's, it's really nice because I don't think I've ever had that before. Mm-hmm. I'm not as scared. I'm still scared, obviously, but I'm not as afraid of failure because I did it. Yes, so you've times. been there, done that. You're like, I think you just eventually reached that point where it's, you realize it's okay to mess up. Even if it's big time, you learn more from tripping up over yourself as opposed to always having success every single moment. And you know, like, this is such a cliche, and a lot of the things that I say are because you hear these things growing up and you're like, whatever, old timer person, like, <laughs> you're supposed to say that. But, like, when you get knocked down, get back up, kid. Like, that really is it. There are so many cliches that I'm like, oh, my God, they were right. And that's definitely the one that I hold, like, closest to me is, like, just get back up, keep going, try again, you know. Obviously, don't repeat the same steps because that's insanity. But, you know, try differently and keep going and you'll find your way. Gotcha. So what do you think of your first couple of years in computer science? Um, Tell me a little bit about your first months learning about this giant field and that it's always getting bigger. So computer science is not easy. In the beginning, it's, I mean, okay, it's not easy ever. In that it's, like, not approachable, or? It's not, no, it's super approachable. One of the things that I really love about this program is that everyone is willing to help. Like, Southeastern has the computer science Discord that one of the TAs created, and there's always, like, anytime I need help with something, I can just message and be like, I don't understand this. And there's always someone who's going to be like, okay, let's hop on a voice call or I can try to explain it to you via text or we can meet up and like, you know, try and get you what you need to know. But um, going into this, it was hard because, like I said, I tried to be so right brain for so long that becoming more left brain and like formulas and calculations and stuff is like, uh, what? But a big thing for me was it's good that everyone wants to help. But when you take advantage of that, which I sort of did in the beginning, it slows you down because if you are, if I'm like, oh, I need help with a for loop, and you're like, oh, this is how you do it, and I'm like, I don't actually learn how to do it, and I just use the for loop or if statement or while loop, whatever that you sent me, then I'm not actually learning it. And it's not like reading a textbook where you can just go back and be like, oh, you know, A plus B is C. It's not as simple as that. Um, so you just had a hard time actually understanding the logic of the process. I had to get back into studying, and I didn't do that very well. So that was where one step where I went wrong. Gotcha. Two, yeah, I didn't focus enough on the beginning of the courses, so I kind of breezed my way through the first two semesters. The easiest classes, they're actually not the easiest classes, because if you don't understand 161 and 280, you're going to have a really hard time. If you don't understand your basic algorithm classes, you're going to struggle so much down the road. So, and that was a thing going into this internship was Matt, my friend and mentor, he was like, you don't know how to do a for loop? And I was like, no. Which he knew that I didn't know a lot, but I don't think he realized that I didn't <laughs> even know, because he was teaching me about APIs and back end and like, oh, you should try some C++. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, just write this program that does this, like a Fibonacci statement. And I was like, a what? A Fibonacci who? And so, so that was, if you're in computer science or thinking about going into it, pay attention to the first couple of classes and really try and put everything into them. Because like once you get those basics, 
it becomes so much easier. I mean, there's like this weird curve with learning anything but mainly computer science, I think, where you kind of, you are learning, 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 and you know something, and then all of a sudden you're falling off a cliff because nothing makes sense anymore. I don't know if that's because it updates and changes so fast, or because like every there's just so much to learn. I think it's a combination of the two, because just right now the whole field is ridiculously large, yeah. but go down two, three years from now, whenever we get our degrees, it's going to be so much different. Whenever I started, Angular was like at version two, and yeah. now I think we're on like Angular eight. And now everyone's like React and Vue, like. And now Vue is kind of turning into React in a very weird way. It's. And now we have Blazor. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, that came out in the what the .NET three point update. Yeah, and it is it's essentially a, bringing back Razor, basically. It's not okay. I don't really want to give an explanation because I don't understand it fully. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's going to be like Razor and React had a baby. That sounds very different. You can put C-sharp in it, and it's going to be cleaner, and it'll... So you're combining JavaScript and C-sharp, or...? I can't answer that question because I don't know the correct answer. Gotcha. Okay. But Matt's really excited about it, so I'm really excited about it. <laughs> By extension. I mean, that's just how it goes now. <laughs> Real quick, I want, I want to touch back on the topic of you discovering that just because someone offers help doesn't mean you shouldn't always take advantage of it just for the answer. Did you, um, did you ever kind of come to a spot where you were like, okay, I need to ask a person or I need to let them know, explain the basics to me, like actually walk me through it? Or did you kind of just come on the epiphany on your own? It was kind of both. Uh, I was sitting at my internship with Matt and he was trying to explain these things to me and I was like, okay, I don't understand the most basic part of this. And that's when he was like, oh, you, you really don't. So he slowly walked through everything with me, made me reteach it to him, and then I had to give a presentation on it and how it worked on a whiteboard so he could see that I fully like pointed to the X and the increment and everything to okay. understand how it worked. Which, so he quite literally took you back to basics. Yeah, and okay. I, I think I did that with you also. Um, I remember doing this a couple of times in uh, our first class together. Yeah, you, you've always been really good at that. Like you don't, you were one of the people who didn't just give me like, oh, just put this in there and it'll work. You actually were like, do you understand why this works? If you do, explain it to me. If not, I'll explain it to you again. Um, which is the most helpful thing that anyone can do for any other person. I feel like also if you do it that way, the people who are just in it to get the answers will not go to you anymore. Yeah. I think there's also another kind of like a, it's humbling in a way to admit that you don't understand because nobody wants to say that. Oh, no. No one wants to feel like they don't know, like they're the no least intelligent person they, in the room. Right, and so that was a big thing for me also was to realize that it's okay to not know as long as you make the effort to find out, you know, to and learn that's, it. That's something I'm struggling with in that, at least for me, for the longest while, I always had this mentality of I need to be one of the smartest people in the room. I don't know why I have it, but that's just something that... I've internalized over the years and I'm having to, I guess, rewire myself in that 
I'm trying to realize that it's all right not to be the most educated person in the room on every single little thing because that's that's unrealistic. It's interesting because I've always been the opposite. I have never viewed myself as the most educated person in the room and I have always viewed myself as the person who knows the least. So I think from both sides there's like a learning process that goes into like okay I don't know everything, and it's okay to not know everything. Like there's, and like a, it's, there's a sweet spot. That's that's not even coming from a narcissistic point of view. I think it was like almost kind of a. It was almost like I was trying to prove to myself that I know what I'm doing. If that makes sense, like because yeah, you, I'm, you're not narcissistic in any kind of way. So like I think it's the process of if you spend so many hours on something and something that you're really passionate about, you want that validation of you are good in it. You are validated yeah. in your thinking, I guess. I think that, at least for me, whenever I had gotten my internship in computer science, that really alleviated that fear, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I don't know. That's something I've been noticing and been trying to work on personally. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think there's like a, a sweet spot for sure where, you know, don't ever assume that you know everything and then don't ever be afraid to ask questions when you don't. Trying to have enough confidence in yourself to admit and realize, I don't know. It's, um, so before this internship of informatics, Matt was working at another job and I was shadowing him on Fridays. And, what was um, that? I remember you telling me about this. Were the people in the office just like, all right, who's the, who's the kid? It was, or? A, it was a really quiet office with cubicles, so I would kind okay. of just walk in behind him like a little puppy. And, like, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without him because it's such, it was such yeah. a big company. Um, but, yeah, I would sit there, and he'd be like, okay, do this and make this. And I, would, I had no idea what he was saying. And he he didn't realize that, which, again, goes into, like, you just need to ask for help. But if I would have said something sooner, then he would have been able to like start with me like six months before. Yeah, that's how. I mean, it was it was more like three months, but still. But once he realized that I didn't know stuff, and he realized that I was kind of afraid to ask for help, he looked at me and he was like, "Okay." He drew a circle and he said, "I want this is a pie chart. I want you to draw a piece of pie. How much knowledge in computer science and programming do you think that I know?" And I, I drew like half of the pie and shaded it in. I was like, everything. You just sound so smart when you talk. And so he kind of just looked at it. And then we walked over to another person in the office. I think it was, I think I want to say it was his boss. And he was like, okay, this is what she drew for how much I know in this field. I want you to draw. And so he drew another circle and he said, I want you to draw a piece of pie. How much knowledge do you think that I know as a programmer? And he drew the smallest the smallest sliver of, it's not even a piece of pie, it was a line. <laughs> and so that just goes to show you, this is just one of those very vast fields that you, you'll never know everything in. And if you, if you do, if you think you do, that's cool. But like, um, let's, yeah. maybe, I think at that time we didn't even know how little we knew. Yeah. Because. Well, you don't realize how big it is. Exactly. Like you, you understand it's large, but you, you don't you really don't actually grasp it until you have a certain amount of just fundamental knowledge. Yeah. I mean, look at all the languages, look at all the frameworks, look at, you know, everything, every single thing that you do in your everyday life revolves around a program or a device that uses a program or something. 
that means there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it's and there's so many different ways to do every single thing. Right. Everybody's everybody's got their own thing, you know. So, what are you pursuing personally outside of work? Not anything to do with class. Are you looking at anything just as a pet project or? Um. So over the summer. I started not knowing anything, and then I was told just to build this, do this, even though, like, working with APIs and, like, the mediator pattern and stuff, I didn't really understand any of it. Mm -hmm. We had this, you and I worked on a project for our 285 class last semester, and I, we struggled with that for five months, and then I built it all in six hours at this job, but I didn't quite grasp it, but I understood it better than I did six months prior. The first go around. Yeah. Yeah. And so, lately, um... Before, when I tried to read the Microsoft Docs, mm-hmm. uh, it was like another language. Now, I can read those docs and be like, oh, startup.cs. I know what goes in that. Okay. Oh, connection string. I know what that is. Okay. and like. So you're going over some of the higher level stuff, just understanding the workflow. Yeah. So I was kind of like building aimlessly before, like building projects aimlessly before, mm-hmm. but still retaining knowledge. And so now I'm going back, I'm following this roadmap I found on GitHub, and I'm reading about all of the things that I've been using but not understanding, like mm-hmm. uh, Entity Framework Core and uh, ASP.NET Core. And now I'm going back reading all those things, and then I'm going to build another project with all of the knowledge that I have retained over the last six months i'm gonna i'm gonna try to on my own without help mm-hmm. and see where that takes me like front end back end everything gotcha i don't know how fast or slow that'll happen also unit testing i really want to learn about that and so i want to incorporate that i know unit tests but they're really <laughs> really useful no they, they really are just i will i will not forget this till the day i die i swear to god we spent three months hammering our heads against the wall just trying to write one and every single time matt was like no do it better do it better and then he finally went okay i like this i was like are you are you sure but it's so funny because once you i mean to be fair we had no idea what we were writing we were kind of just like going off of what he told us so once you kind of understand how they work and the flow of them it is so much easier and it saves you so much time in the long run and it it makes me chuckle that to you you say you kind of recreated our project that literally took a semester in a day i was like yeah that that sounds about right because you you move so slowly when you're not familiar with anything yeah. at all like it's you're quite literally fighting the learning curve at that moment you're yeah. trying to figure out what does what should I do it this way, or should I try doing it a different way? Will it blow up? Will it not blow up? It's You're quite literally submerged in a totally new arena. But like when I rebuilt it and looked back at it, I was just like, wow. Because it really was only uh, a login, yes. API endpoints, and then... Um, Very simple CRUD API functionality. And it shouldn't have take, taken that long, but, you know... Again, we didn't know anything. And we didn't even build a front end for it. Everybody else had a front end. And all we had Literally. was... Literally. Oh, it was a back end. But, no, I, but I, we had I 250 swear to God. unit tests. We <laughs> had the best presentation for that, though. I think it was just the most theatrical. I mean, it was still a good presentation. We presented it really well. But it was also like we put on kind of like a show in the beginning, you know? And then I think... I swear we basically pulled the door-to-door salesman presentation. Yeah, we did. That was phenomenal. I, I got, enjoyed that. Look, we got A's. That's really all that matters. I'm okay with that. My business degree paid off. 
Are you are you able to actually pull anything from your business degree into your current workspace or? Because um, I'm I'm personally interested in this because with my major I'm a pre MBA so I'm. You have a lot of business classes. Yes, and I'm I'm curious to see if any of those will be applicable in this arena, like immediately, not down the road trying to do project management, but like as an intern. So this is not knocking anyone taking business classes or anyone getting a business degree. And I specifically mean business administration because accounting, finance, marketing, all those things are very specific. Yes. Uh, economics, very specific. And totally different arenas. Business administration is very broad. It's a little bit of everything. It's the beginner, accounting, finance, marketing. We call ours OMIS, which I don't know yeah. what other schools call that. No, it's um, what, supply chain? Supply chain management. management. Yes. Yeah. And, it's a very um, weird course tag for that. You don't need to go to college for those things. But it's good to have for people like you and I who need the structure. Uh, you can definitely learn them in your day-to-day life. But also, like, unless you're starting a business, are you really going to go out and learn the basics of accounting? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's going to come in handy because when I went back to school, I loved to program. I could see myself doing it for a very long time. But I don't know if I want to do it for the rest of my life. So so you're thinking long game. I'm, I've always been that way. I'm very much like a long-term thinker. So I figured business administration, the little bit that I know, um, I have management experience. I was in restaurants for 10 years. I managed a film studio, et cetera. A little bit of econ on the side, which will come in handy with like data science maybe, some data analytics, stuff like that. And programming all on top of that, maybe that's like a project manager position one day or a CTO or something. That is not right around the corner, obviously, because I have a lot to learn. But yeah, I, I could see it coming handy for that because like if you want to be a project manager in any sort of like computer science field, you should probably know what your developers are doing, right? Also, it was really funny. A lot of the things that we do now are all agile. Agile, we use like a lot of scrum processes and stuff like that. Scrum processes, is that the right uh, term? You, you integrate a lot of the scrum practices. Practices, not I think not is processes. a better way to say that. Thank you. Um, but in, in the business classes, they teach you about like Kanban and like the Toyota Six Sigma and stuff like that, which is all Kanban, which relates to how scrum and agile work. Okay. So so it's so, essentially the same thing, just a different application. Yeah, and you can you can actually apply it to any field is what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But for me, being that all of the companies now are revolving around Agile and Scrum, that's really useful, I think, for anyone to learn. Because even as if you're not a project manager, as a developer, as a QA, as anything that is producing any kind of code, program, whatever, it's good to, I think it's really good to know, yeah. Okay. And one one of the things I think I really agree with you on is that, yes, as an intern, I know I'm going to be doing grunt work in that I'm going to be programming, and I really am looking forward to that. I want to have that experience because that's literally the field that we're going into, mm-hmm. but I really agree with you in that I don't think I want to have only that be my career. Yeah, especially not with pre-MBA. Like, I imagine that you probably thought somewhere with, like, a management or higher-up position with that. And one of the things I've actually kind of been debating on the moment is 
I know down the road I probably am going to go get a master's or a PhD just because I enjoy learning. Mm -hmm. But I've been debating whether or not to do computer science or uh, business. And right now I'm leaning more towards business. So I would have to agree with that because... Just thinking long term because I would imagine with a PhD in computer science it's... Yes, you're definitely going to get paid more, but you're going to be more into the theoretical programming end as opposed to dealing with whole projects, dealing with other people. I think it depends on what road you want to take, right? Okay. If you want to go into more of like machine learning, AI, stuff like that, I feel like a computer science master's or PhD would be more helpful. If you want to go into more of like business applications and those such things, or like, like I said, project manager, CTO, anything like that, the business side would be more helpful. So I mentioned earlier the business stuff, you can kind of learn anywhere. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I, I feel like there is value to having a degree in it, though. Oh, there definitely is. Like I said, that wasn't knocking it at yeah. all. Um, because my, my degree has come in handy a lot. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to long-term, computer science changes way too frequently right i agree it's it's hard to lay down your roots in something and so even if you're not in school you are always 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 going to be learning something new like all of the developers that i know whether they are self-taught they got a degree or went to a boot camp there's always something new that they're looking up every day it's like that slope i described earlier like you're learning, 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 and you finally understand it, and then all of a sudden you're going off a cliff because you have no idea what's going on. The entire industry decides, eh, let's let's do this instead. Like with Blazor, like all of a sudden there's a whole new front end thing coming about that might be this huge thing. And then like with Vue, so everyone switched from React to Vue, and then now they're kind of like going back to React. Um, C Sharp changes all the time, and so there's always like Java was the thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Java still is the thing. But... There's That's, always a learning curve in it. So you're you're always going to teach yourself computer science, right? Business, I, maybe like a structured thing would be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're going into the age-old debate. Does experience outweigh a degree? I think... And that's that's a very subjective answer because it really depends on who you're asking. It depends on the person because I know my dad did not finish college. He's a very successful man. I have friends who got degrees and ended up going into completely different fields and they are very successful. I have friends who didn't get degrees and they are also very successful, you know? Like, I think it just depends on the motivation behind that person. Okay. Do you think so? And also the opportunities that you're given sometimes. I I was about to say, I do think it definitely relies heavily on the individual, but I think it also just depends on what life throws at that person. Yeah. Because... You may not have a degree in a certain field, but if you if you have a great opportunity to either start your own business or to partner up with someone on a project, I think you're just, you're making use of the opportunity in front of you. Yeah, because I can say that and say, I also got really lucky that my mentor happened to go work at a company that was taking on people, interns who didn't know much and couldn't actually contribute to a lot of projects for like another year and a half. And also, like, I think Vinformatics took a very unique perspective on that in that they recognize they can't find any developers that meet their 
very specific needs on areas? I wouldn't say that because there are a lot of great developers there. Okay. And they, I mean, like, there are people who get things done in, like, six hours when it's supposed to take, like, you know, nine to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, How would you word that? I, um, I think it's, that the industry it's is difficult. Yeah, the industry is constantly changing. So, to kind of mold someone into, I know a big thing is they want to kind of they want to expand. We made the, um, we were number one thousand one hundred and sixty-seven in the top five thousand in Fortune. Okay, so y'all are a top twenty percent. Yeah, in the top five thousand companies in the nation, like fastest growing in the nation. Okay. Um, and so I think they're trying to just like expand a lot faster. So that way it's like molding. They have great people. They want to mold us into like the unit testing and stuff like that also. Yeah. When, when we are done, they want us to be full stack developers who can unit test, QA, everything. Doing LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great. Here's my That's thinking really behind that. That's a really under-resourced... It is. A lot of people think it's strictly... Uh, Business. Hire ...and a, basically HR people on there. And uh, it's... I think it's an incredibly underrated social media platform. So it's really funny that you bring that up because I interviewed for an internship once. And um, I asked at the end, is there any advice that you'd give to someone like me mm-hmm. really like starting out and he said oh you should do the 100 days of code which is there's a hashtag 100 mm-hmm. days of code every, you know uh, a little bit a lot whatever just produce something every day and put it on the internet and um, he said that the guy that I interviewed with said that that's how he had discovered someone else because she put her 100 days of code on LinkedIn like the actual github repo or um, I think she just put the hashtag and maybe yeah maybe like a link to the github but I mean, okay. so he was looking at people on LinkedIn, which is where you go find em- employees now. And he, and that was what made this girl stick out was that she put that on LinkedIn. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to school here. And I'm, yeah, it's not just strictly a resume profile. You're actually push some of the content you're making on your personal time. Right. So I would definitely go with LinkedIn. I mean, Put a link to your podcast, post it, and then, I mean, people look you up, believe it or not. They look up computer science grads in the area, and you're going to pop up, and then, like, if they stumble through your page, they're going to be like, oh, he has a podcast. Let me give this a listen to you right quick. There's a lot of marketing tips that I can help you with, but it'll take uh, a little bit longer than the next 12 minutes that we have <laughs> before I do the class. But we can work on that one day. I mean... Well, like, even just talking about marketing as a whole, I, I do enjoy it. That's... That's actually like one of the more enjoyable classes I'm in on my oh, business my favorite. is the marketing and the management. There's so much fun. It's, like it's that's the creative side that I wanted. Like and those classes weren't and aren't hard for me. They're not hard. It's kind of the same process over and over again, but like once you really get a handle on it and it there's little tips and tricks. Like did you know that there are certain hours to post things on Facebook? There's a lot of stuff. We, I mean, we could definitely go over that one day and kind of, like, I'll help you with ideas. And I'll bring my camera and take a picture of you because, like, a picture, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something about having, like, a face to the name and everything else. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Sia or uh, Dead Mouse. So it's a little bit different. Do you know who those people are? Dead Mouse is like a, he's like an EDM artist. Oh, dude with John. Yes. The giant I know you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I'm old. So. No, you're not. <laughs> I was about it, to say, it, it he's took not old, is he? No, 
Uh, I think Marshmallow is definitely kind of taken over his niche, but I think he's still I there. I love him, though. Marshmallow? I, yeah, goodness. I like his... They're both phenomenal. I'm super hipster in my music taste. Like, I listen to a lot of stuff that people have never heard of, and... Uh, my fiance got me into like East Coast rap, which before it was kind of just like whatever was on the radio. And, um, but I'm also like such a, I have a guilty pleasure is just like radio hits. And it's so <laughs> terrible to say that, to admit that. A friend of mine, my, uh, my sister, she, I, she got in my car one day and I was listening to Cardi B and she was like, are you for real? And I was like, yeah, I'm for real. Sometimes you just gotta let go and talk about how you like it. Oh man. Oh. Well, the school's going to hear this, aren't they? <laughs> Probably, yes. I may just keep this one in. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel like you definitely like subscribed to the whole, um, what did they call it, hip-hop? Whenever country, like... No. No? I won't. What, no Florida Georgia line? No, there's like one song, that one song that they did. And then, I don't like country. I just don't. Not even Rascal. Come on. Uh, like, the two songs that everybody else liked, I was like, yeah, okay, these are fine. But, like, I just can't. There was a guy driving away the other day off campus, and they were. he was singing about his, the song was about his tractor and his barn. And I was like, are you for real? But, hey, everybody's got their own taste. Everybody's got their own opinion. Well, are there any last-minute notes you want to make? Any shameless plugs you want? or? Uh, we need more girls in computer science. Please. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've kind of talked with a few people about this, and I guess it's a very, like, masculine field, which is not because you're sitting behind a desk all day, right? Like, you're not going to mess up your nails or yeah. anything Why like that. Why do you that. think that is? I'm curious. I've, re- I've been trying to figure it out, and I've the problem is I've never actually talked to any other girls about it because there are girls in this program. Yeah, Padma, you're... Boss My boss, the owner of Informatics, the CEO, yeah, she is she is a woman, and she is a programmer, um, and she owns a software company, and then, you know, there's um, a few girls in the computer science program, but I've never actually talked to any of them about it. I've only speculated with boys, because I'm around you guys all the time. I don't know. Do you know. think it's just approachability, or do you think it's other areas just pull more interest or when you see a computer science person it tech anything like that they're probably a boy with an anime shirt and they are playing video games with a headset tell me i'm wrong yeah you're right about 80 percent of them not all of them okay i am a girl who likes programming and i do not play video games i do watch anime and i do you know i like stuff like that um i'll watch other people play video games which is weird i like to watch the stories i'm a movie person okay but i'm really bad i've missed there's apparently there's like a a science to like how fast or slow your thumbs move depending on your age when it comes to gaming did you know that no uh, I mean, it makes sense. The older you get, the worse your motor skills get. But it's your like, thumbs? Come it's, on. It's a split, not even a second, like a millisecond, that your thumb starts to move a little slower after like 27 or 28. This can be very wrong, but this is what someone told me the other day. I should probably fact check. And <laughs> and that can slow you down from becoming like a champ in your early 20s, like a professional gamer, compared to like becoming that in your late 30s. 
Which I'm sure there's someone out there who did it. Yeah. I hope so. Prove me wrong. Uh, yeah, so there's kind of like a stigma to it, like anything else in life, which really sucks. For me, I've always kind of been like one of the boys. I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I think that I have. But yeah, it's, um, I think it's maybe like the approach of it. Or maybe girls just don't understand that there are things that aren't just ones and zeros in computer science. Like, you can learn front-end JavaScript and you can build a beautiful website for a local skincare company, So Yaya in Baton Rouge. And <laughs> <laughs> like that little little plug right there. Um, and it doesn't have to be just like video games. Like a lot of people when they talk about programming, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to build the next great game or something like that. It's, it's so much more than that. It really is. Also, this is not saying that girls don't like video games because I know plenty of girls who play and love video games more than some boys that I know. Gotcha. Um, so... That's also not saying that, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, it's already um, mostly men, and it there is a stereotype that goes with it, but we need more girls, because in general, we need more people in computer science. Like, the, the rate of growth it's, is... With how many new things that come out every single month? We don't have enough people learning it to keep up with how fast... Yeah, thank you. I was going to, like, add five words onto that and make it a lot longer than it needed to be. Um, there's a term, exponential growth, is that right? Yes. Yeah, We're, our demand is not meeting our growth. So, girls, code, come talk to me. I'll teach you something. You'll love it. Photographers, web designers, artists, you can all code, and you can still make something cool and pretty. That's another thing that I really like. Like I said, it's not just video games and stuff. Like, there's all... You can do anything with it. Your whole life revolves around technology at this point. Like, you cannot escape it. So, there's try it out. definitely opportunity in it. Yeah. Well, Hiba, thank you for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. I, I did not realize I could talk that much. I look forward to seeing you on it again. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Have a good one.